Well, the world of politics is getting incredibly interesting all around the world. Just today, we had news from Argentina where a libertarian and a liberal uh, who's going to close down the Reserve Bank, change their currency to the US dollar, has won election there against all odds. And we see what's happening in the Netherlands as well, where there's some huge shifts in the political landscape. Here in South Africa, we have got a, well, our biggest election yet coming next year. The Democratic Alliance is closing ground very rapidly on the ruling ANC. And we're going to be finding out in just a moment from Greg Crumbach on how the DA believes it's it's now so close, seven percentage points difference between the two, uh, which would have appeared almost impossible not long ago. And with the momentum very definitely in its favor, who knows what's going to happen in the next few months. Um, the election, Greg, when, when exactly must it be held? We know that the president can decide on the date, but is there a, what is the window that he can work within? Well, it has a six-month window either way, um, according to when the last election was held. Good morning, Alec, and morning to all your viewers as well. Um, but that obviously will be finalized when it is announced, uh, promulgated, and visited. The most likely date that we're working on is 22 May. It is possible it could be a little bit earlier or possibly in August. But 22 May seems to be the most likely date for the election next year. Why? Well, um, I, I'm not the president, um, but um, I, I think the IEC is, is in favor of that date for various reasons. Um, I have been working towards that date because that's the date they have announced, and it seems to be the most logical date when you take into account, for example, public holidays and other events that might interfere with that. So we're happy to work towards the 22nd of May. So that's only hmm, seven months away. In fact, what are we on the 20th today? So it's uh, <laughs> five months of next year and uh, a couple of months this year, and, and there we are. Including the Christmas break where not um, too many people have politics as their top priority in their minds. So really, it's just five months and uh, getting very close. And your latest internal polling shows that the DA is closing the gap with the ANC quite dramatically. When you talk to internal polling, just explain to us, if you would, how that works. So we track um, the entire South African electorate every single day, and we have a number of polls, um, one of which we call the trackers, which tracks on a daily basis how every party is doing in every province and every community, and that one can take a slightly longer series of data for two weeks, or one can take a more immediate set of data, which we do also have, which reflects literally the last two days, the 500 tracker. And... That sample is drawn from every single possible sector of our society. So we call it a random stratified sample. It includes all strances, all areas, urban, rural, all demographics, all religions. And then it's randomized to the extent that every single South African has got an equal chance to be included at that poll. And then when we have that random stratified sample, in that form, we know we are dealing with exactly the voters. Well. The one filter we put in it is that you must be a registered voter because we put in the views of voters, not unregistered people. And then when you elevate the data over a series of days, you then get a big enough sample, which is a very, very low margin of error. And then one can actually see the trends developing. So let's say you did a tracking poll, which we do um, over two weeks. So it's 10 working days. 
on day 11, the oldest day drops out, the newest day drops in, and you have a moving average tracking pole tracking the last two weeks. The 500 is obviously the last two days, so every day you're dropping one, you're keeping two, and then you have a very sensitive um, insight into the pulse of the electorate, what they're thinking, who they're supporting, and that's how we compile our tracking poles. And how long has it been going for? We, we started this roughly um, in 1999, which was obviously very limited then, but as our party became bigger and more successful, we were able to add to it. And so I would say in the last 15 years, it's, it's probably reached um, a point where it is equal to any other polling done anywhere around the world. Um, we regularly get within 1% of every party's actual support in the announced IEC election results a day before people actually vote. And after the first few representatives' um, results do come out from the IEC on election night itself, perhaps the first 150 to 200 results. Um, in that random selection results that comes through, um, sometimes it takes a little bit longer to get a bigger um, urban VD, so we might need three or 400, but that's literally in the first hour. And we can use those results and our computer systems being designed by our chief pollster, Johan van der Berg, then goes and searches for equivalent VDs with very, very similar demographics to the ones he is loading into the system. And then from there, it can work out what the results are likely to be in that um, particular demographic that's similar to the result that, we, that we've already got. And um, once you have two or three like that, your model starts to stabilize, which is why after about an hour after the first set of results have come out. So after the first hour, we get enough um, of a sample, maybe hour and a half. An hour after that, which is normally about 11.30 on the election night, Johan can call the result within one-tenth of a percent of the final result for each party. So we're able to call provinces, we're able to call municipalities in a local government-type scenario very, very early on. And that um, is obviously um, something we're very proud of, that we have a polling ability that outstrips um, polling companies that do this as a commercial enterprise, as an in-house facility within the DA. We've got it down now to one-tenth of a percent within two hours of the polls closing. But I guess the big thing for what you've just announced, i.e. that the DA is now sitting at 32%, the ANC at 39%, is... In the past, how accurate have these kind of things been? I understand on polling night or on election night itself, we, we kind of get that, and, I, and you've explained it really well. But how close to the reality is this, judging uh, on what has happened in previous years? Well, I mean, I think it's extremely accurate um, as to where we were on Friday night um, last week. So poll is by definition, it's called a moving average for a reason. It moves as the electorate shifts and changes and as issues that help us um, push our support upwards and vice versa. So it is a snapshot in time. It is not the final election result. But if one looks at, at polling and tracking polls in particular, um, over a very, very long period of time, what you will then see is a trend developing. Um, many political leaders around the world will say to the media as yourself, we don't look at the polls every day because so many things can influence what the electorate feels about a particular party on one day of the week. But over the weeks and over the months, you do see a trend developing. So what we've seen in the last 
three or four years in particular, from 2019 onwards, is the ANC consistently now um, well under 50%, whereas before that they were above. And in fact, in 2019, they got 57% of the vote, but then they started to, to drop. And so they dropped down in the local government election that followed in 2021, down to around 47 and that was reflected in our polling over that time. And that has continued since 2021. So they consistently poll in the low 40s. But now, as we've seen, hence our announcement, they now started to poll in the high 30s. So the polls do, in fact, over a period of time, tell a story. And it's very difficult over a long trend that, that stretches for years to reverse the trend in the last three or four weeks in an election campaign. And so equity, in our case, whereas we're polling often in 2019, 2020, 2019 um, around about the 20% mark, that started to edge up in 2021, and we got an improved result. And then since 2022, we've consistently been in the high 20s. And that trend is borne out by by-elections, particularly in black areas, and it's culminated in what we've seen in the, in the latter part of this year that the ANC is very, very often under 40%, and we are very, very often in 28, 29 territory, and now in the early 30s. So I don't think we can look at one poll on one day and say that's the election result, but we can look at the trends and see what that is likely to be, and that has been reliable both in 2021 and 2019. Well, the by-elections do support uh, what you're saying about the way the trends are going, and there have been some quite spectacular numbers uh, for the DA. I, I keep all the by-election results on record just to understand a little better. And we're now over 180 by-elections. For people who don't understand what this is, is that after the local elections in 2021, uh, there would be some councillors who would die, others who would resign, others who, who uh, maybe leave the party. And then you have to have another election in that area. So more than 180 of those have happened, which is now giving us a pretty useful sample. But to me, what's been fascinating is in the strong DA areas, uh, you're seeing spectacular numbers. There was one in the last month alone, uh, Twani Ward 47. Uh, The DA went from 70% to 98.6%. That's just about unbelievable to get that that share of uh, of a vote in a particular ward. In Governor Becky Ward 21, from 79% to 92%. And then last month, Kuruleni Ward 23, from 85% to 96%. So it, it seems as though the converted or the people maybe who understand how important good governance is are becoming more and more uh, on the DA's side. But you aren't hitting the spot. You aren't, see, you aren't winning in the rural areas. Is this a, a deliberate strategy from the party or can you just not make any uh, progress there? Because it appears as though the ANC is getting hit quite badly there by the EFF and there's no DA to counterbalance it. Well, Alex, um, I think that's with respect on the oversimplification. I could, I could add other urban results. City of Cape Town also in the 90s. So you are right in the sense that where we have an established DA area, the consolidation of the vote under the DA is proceeding very rapidly now. People realize that this is our last chance. They love the idea that we can rescue South Africa. They agree with the sentiments and intent behind the Moonshot Pact. 
And so we are seeing that very strong consolidation, but it's not only happening in the urban areas. So I could, for example, talk to you about um, Prince Albert municipality. It's, it's a municipality in the southern Kuru. Wouldn't describe it as anything like urban. I mean, it is a very rural area, very sparse population over many, many square kilometers. We won that by-election a little while ago, and through that by-election, we became, for the very first time, the governing party in Prince Albert. So that's that's a gain in your rural area. Equally, in places like Matsikama, Fanrenstor, and um, Lambeth's Bay, we've done very, very well. Not your average metro area. These are smaller towns scattered around the country. Um, if we're talking about deep, deep rural areas, then the best example there is a recent by-election in um, eastern Eastern Cape, place called Enoch Unubijima, and there from a very low um, base, we got 38% of the vote, 100% Black Ward rural area. I can quote you from my own constituency in Ward 3, um, where it has been a uh, an ANC ward ever since the dawn of democracy. Um, it is 79% necessary speaking, 21% DA, and in November 2021, our candidate there, Sandilian Kati, who is now the deputy mayor of Amgani, won that ward for the first time. 79% black farming area, I would describe it as rural. So there are a number of instances where our support is now starting to break through in rural areas, and that's very encouraging. And our trackers that we referred to at the beginning of our show obviously take into account a very large rural component. Roughly 45% of our electorate might be described as rural. And our support, the main driver of our increases, is in fact our increasing support amongst younger black voters who are also in the rural areas. So we might not be getting 60% in a by-election in the rural area, but we're getting a very big multiple of what we voted in the past. And that's why we've grown from almost 22% in 2021 to 32% now. It's driven by that kind of increasing support that we see in those rural areas. That's very positive information because quite often those of us who live in the first world, if you like, uh, believe erroneously that those in the deep rural areas are not in touch and that they're just going to vote for the same football team, i.e. the ANC. But the penny is dropping there that there is a better way. I would say so. And if you look at the interaction over this last registration weekend where we had many registration points, DA front of house or tables, I mean, as they would be known, to meet and greet the electorate. It's quite startling in rural areas how many people are seen gathered around those tables. The other parties who are traditionally strong in those areas were lower to be seen in many cases. And then you see people lining up to sign DA membership forms and become members and go into register for the first time to vote DA. So that is that rising tide that we are seeing, which is lifting our support plate up this very last weekend with literally thousands of photographs of people, you know, getting very excited about this new support they, that they have now received. They set up a table, put a little DA tablecloth on it. Here's our registration point. And many, many more people than we expected um, came across and said, we'd like to register vote DA. What do we do? Very encouraging indeed. On the current trends, and given that uh, your May the 22nd uh, stab is the actual election date next year, would the DA have enough then 
to surpass the ANC at that point, given that the trend is DA up, ANC down? Well, the idea of the Moonshot Pact was to create a path to victory, knowing that we wouldn't, for example, in KwaZulu-Natal have enough to win on our own. There's no party that in KwaZulu-Natal that will have enough to win on its own. Probably the same um, case in Chwani, Johannesburg, Kirillini, and the old province of Chaoteng. But our support is rising in all those metros and both of those provinces. So in KwaZulu-Natal, for example, um, we have a situation now which is quite fascinating. We have at our polling on Friday, we have the ANC, EFF, and National Freedom Party, the NFB, all adding up to exactly 50%. On the other side, we have the DA and the IFP very, very similar, around 22 each. And then you have the ACDP, Freedom Front Plus, and Action SA, and they come to exactly 50%. So I don't think any party in KZN, for example, can claim that they can win outright. But the numbers are so finely balanced that there is, in fact, a path to victory. And a new government in the province of KZN is very, very possible now. Hence, a good performance in the registration weekend is the first step to that. So would we overtake the ANC in total by next year? I think that remains to be seen. We certainly have overtaken them, according to the Social Research Foundation, in urban areas. That kind of polling was also supported by numbers we've seen coming out from France from year recently, 45 to 31. But it will probably require the support of our multi-charter partners to get us over the line into the union buildings. And that, I think, remains the most realistic scenario. But we are growing all the time, as these numbers show. And 7% behind the ANC is very, very exciting. Because it shows we can do it. With the support of those other parties, I think we will do it. What was a recent number? When you say 7% is unprecedented, that gap, where have you come from? Where have I come from? Where's the DA come from? If it's only 7% now between the DA and the ANC, how far behind was it? Well, it depends how far, go, you, know, how, how far you go back in time to, to assess that. So most of 2023, we've been between 9 and 11%, a lot of the time, sometimes a little bit more on occasion, just briefly, but not by the end of the week, we've been close to seven, but we've never been at the end of the week with a full five days polling in as close to 7%. So this is a new um, eye for us and a unique moment for us as it happened. The only for the registration weekend couldn't have happened at a better time. So there have been on occasions um, where for a brief moment, we actually even overtook the ANC. That's happened once this year, but that tended to be um, very, very few and far between. Um, and it wasn't borne out by the other five days or, or nine days, depending on what cycle we're looking at in that particular cycle. But this, over a number of days, over two weeks, is a 7% gap, and that is a smooth tracker. It involves a lot of data and therefore reliable. So I wouldn't want to tell you about any polls you claim too much on just one day's polling. But over two weeks, that is very significant, and that's where we come from. We've, we've been, as I say, between 9 and then sometimes 12 and 13% behind most of this year, but now we've caught up to 7%. Greg, there are many people who do see this 2024 election as potentially the last chance for uh, democracy in South Africa or a change in government anyway. All kinds of things could happen with a different government. How can those people be or get involved? Because clearly, if they see these numbers, they're going to say, hang on a minute, 
like the Springboks. When they weren't winning, no one went to the games. Now you can't get a ticket for, for all the money in the world. Uh, how could they start contributing to make sure that you are, uh, that they can participate in what could be a winning team? Well, that's an excellent question, Anik. And I think it starts with being registered yourself. So are you registered? Is your family registered? Are your friends, your neighbors, your relatives? Start there. Make sure that by the time the final registration weekend comes, we don't know when that is yet. The IC haven't announced it, but it's likely to be in February. Make sure that all those people are registered. And then as we are now saying um, in Chris Puppis' campaign to become Premier of KZN, one plus one equals one. So every person who is a DA supporter finds at least one other person and gets them registered. We can then win this registration battle nationally and be in a very, very much better position to scrap it out on the 22nd of May. And then once that's done, I would urge people to go further, get involved, um, go to your local DA constituency office, chat to your local DA councillor or MP or MPL. There is so many things we can do to actually work in the campaign. It doesn't just involve putting up posters, but it's interacting with people. We're very good at being visible um, around the community. So having more people at DA information tables, having people take part in events. If you like the kind of work where you actively drew people's lives, we have team-ups, we have collections of school equipment for schools. We have um, collections of food for people and clothing and have lost everything and will flood or will fire. That's a regular part of the life of the different category lines. That's a wonderful project to be in our caring campaign. All of that is going to help change the election results and change our country. But just go to the internet, find your local DS structure, and we will find something for you to make a difference. I see I opened the door there. Well, okay, Craig. <laughs> Thanks a, for a, the it, it, It's not just the guys who are in business who can see an opportunity, but politics as well. Well, it's uh, it's very exciting as we head towards the election next year, as you say, only six months ahead, probably, uh, with the 22nd of May being a, a date that we all need to put into our calendars now. Uh, Greg Crumbach is the DA's election manager, uh, sorry, the campaign manager for the DA election 2024. And I'm Alec Hogg from biznews.com. 